All right, welcome to another episode with Share Your Story with Chet. Today, I have Joe Escobaro with me. Now, Joe is a lot of things. He's a podcaster, he's ex-LinkedIn, he's Forbes, he got himself the brand builder, uh, you know, he's a professor, a CEO. But I met Joe with a, because of a common connection in Tianjin, in China, at a networking event. And I think we've been connected since... Wow, 2008, Joe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think it's around there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we recently reconnected. I've always sort of followed you over time, but I think we recently reconnected just because uh, as I started building up my own journey on LinkedIn, uh, you know, I started following you and really seeing the amazing things that you've been doing and how you've been able to grow yourself on LinkedIn. I remember us having a conversation at the Nico Hotel in 2008 and this wasn't in mind, right? It was just about general things. I think you came for your MBA and you were starting out and you were networking just like me. Uh, come a long way, both of us, in our own directions here. Uh, so I think today is going to be a very interesting podcast. It's going to be very straightforward towards how to start your journey on LinkedIn, I guess, how Joe started. We'll ask him a few questions about LinkedIn. And anybody who is starting out on LinkedIn, you know, to start out with the basics and uh, how you can sort of grow yourself over time. I think that's what we're going to ask Joe on certain questions. I'm building my own brand up at the moment as well. I'm following what I think I should be doing. Uh, everyone has different advice. Obviously, I take a little bit from Joe, a little bit from other people, but I sort of, I think, find my own way because that works best being who you are. But uh, Joe is such an inspiration and I believe you also have a course, Joe, uh, if I ask you. Uh, yes, yes. For, for the time being, yes, we do have a course. So you can definitely visit Joe's profile and you'll get more information. And I'll try to put that in the link below as well. So Joe, uh, I'd love for you to just give us a little uh, information about your story. Uh, just a little summary about your story from where you started or where you're here or something that people don't really know about you. Yeah, what's something that many people know about me? I guess, yeah, not many people know that, you know, I lived in Tianjin, China. We lived in Tianjin, China that many years ago. So I've actually been in Asia for, gosh, do, do the math now. I went there in 2007, whatever, <laughs> to do my master's. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a, a roller coaster of have jobs in corporate agency and now my own company. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite an experience over the past many, many years. Much more gray hair since we, we first met. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I think you've, uh, I don't think you, you ever imagined that you'll be doing what you're doing now when we met in 2008, because we were all just starting out and this wasn't, uh, you know, LinkedIn wasn't very big at that point of time. It was there, but I was a job seeker on LinkedIn uh, rather than anything else and never knew the power of LinkedIn. Uh, I think you've really taken it up to another level uh, with your content, the way you do and the way you operate. So, if I ask you now, as you're focusing on LinkedIn, I think uh, you have such great advice to people who are just starting out. It doesn't matter if they're young or old. So what is the first or the simplest advice using your own experience that you have for people who are starting their LinkedIn journey today? That's a great question. A couple of things that come to mind, one of which is what is your objective? And this is something that's really, really important. For me, my objective was never to really drive any sales out of it. It was more in terms of to educate the audience. Um, the reason for that is my mom was an ch early childhood um, education teacher. 
Um, I've been in education for most of my life. And so that's one thing that I'm really passionate about is really sharing some of the lessons and tips that I've learned over the years. And that was essentially it. And when I had that mindset, I realized that by default, people look at you as an expert because you're learning, they're learning something from you. And, you know, by default, they want to find out, okay, let's find out more about this person. So I've been invited to do podcasts, speak at big conferences, and obviously grow the business just through the content that I share, um, you know, in a very educational and hopefully engaging manner. Yeah, that's actually great advice as well. Uh, you know, for starting out, uh, I believe it's good to follow a few people because it just helps you get a little bit of a vision moving forward. Uh, but I, I seriously believe that individuality is what makes you different. You know, you got to have your own way of proceeding and you can be anything you want to be, to be honest. It's just you got to believe in yourself, right? Uh, so you obviously, you had a vision when you started or was it just going with the flow? Uh, I would say it's very much going with the flow. I think when I first started, I didn't really know who my audience was or what I was, what topics I really want to talk about. So that's another thing that I really want to share with folks is it's really, really tough to stand out now if you're a generalist talking about everything under the sun. Um, but the more you niche down, the more opportunity you have to um, stand out from the crowd. And people always ask me, how do I stand out from all the clutter that's going on LinkedIn and other social media platforms? My number one advice is always find your niche. So for me, I started the podcast last year and I had no idea what I wanted to talk about. I talked about basically everything. And then I talked about things that I found very fascinating. And I found ideas or topics that people wanted to hear more about. And that's where I niched down to the B2B Marketing Asia podcast. Previously, it was a cup of joe where we just talked about anything that was on my mind. But as the year progressed, I said, okay, it's going to be tough for me to stand out because it's such a general topic. How do I make it more specific? And that was a big shift for me in terms of the way I promote the content and build the content and making sure that it falls under that umbrella of B2B marketing, focusing on Asian leaders, Asian salespeople, and Asian marketers. So that was really important for me. Awesome. And if you don't know, you are also part of an inspiration for me from a group of people that helped me start my podcast. Uh, I remember watching your podcasts uh, and then I had obviously my mastermind and my mentor and also supporting me. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's amazing to hear you say things and give advice and also talk about your journey. And again, you're such an inspiration and I'm sure I see the comments on your podcast. I see how you interact with people. Uh, it's great because everyone needs somebody to follow and start and guide. But uh, mm. yeah, I think that's, that's where you've really come to play. And people, if you haven't, taken Joe's course I do suggest you take his course because the way you explain things is very clear the way you articulate things and uh, I, I've taken your course and I really sort of enjoyed it you know uh, yeah that's amazing thank you appreciate that my pleasure so I think this is something I'd love to ask you because one of the things and this is a mistake I made right when I started out uh, doing what I'm doing now I didn't really have a strategy right uh, whether it was LinkedIn, whether it was Instagram, whether it was Facebook, I was basically just going in and doing all random things. I didn't sort of sit down and plan and that hit me because I realized I was stuck after two, three months because I had so many things going on to your point before, you know, uh, you sort of need to niche down on things. But 
what was your strategy and what do you how how do people create a strategy for linkedin specifically now in 2021 i mean i think you gave some really good advice earlier in terms of stealing from other people i mean i definitely stole in the very beginning ideas i think gary venerchuk i'm not a huge fan of his his content it's per se but i think in terms of content distribution i don't think anyone does it better than him and his team so i definitely got a lot of ideas in terms of different formats whether it's carousels or animations and things like that because i think he does it very very well so steal as much as you can i always um save post on linkedin i look at it later and it's okay i like this how can i apply it to what i'm doing going back to your point of injecting your own personality so i think collecting as much great resources or examples as possible analyzing those why did you like them how can you put your own spin on them i think is a is a really good advice starting out and that's something that i definitely did thank you for that so if anybody's watching uh definitely <laughs> steal content but make it your own right uh, that's probably one of the uh, biggest things as well a lot of people talk about taking other people's content but if you're sort of able to put it in your own words uh i think it makes it obviously better and easier as you post creating your own identity is so important on linkedin now because i believe everyone's doing something similar right we all do have mm-hmm. similar services but how do you make it different how do you resonate with your own tribe uh, that's something that i guess you just got to keep practicing and that's what you develop over time yeah just to add on that i think one thing that i've always done is type, create the type of content that i like so i like really bite-sized practical tell me how to do something tips and that's one thing that i've tried to incorporate whether it's to uh, my content or the training or the online courses is really making it as compact as possible whether it's words or um you know the amount of time and also once again making sure that there is some real life example that's something that I try to incorporate in every single post just cuz it brings it to life so that's one thing that came from me listening to people talk about either my trainings or and say okay what do you like about it and then I consolidated that I said okay what are some of the keywords that keep popping up and it was practical bite size snackable and things like that and I said okay well that's my niche I'm going to have to stick to that so I think Simon Kemp is another great example Simon if you don't know him definitely follow him on LinkedIn cuz he's the exact opposite of I am of me and I think that's why Simon and I work together so well is Simon has like these very 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 comprehensive research reports that he puts out I think every quarter on digital and social insights and his bread and butter his niche is research like that is his you know favorite thing to do i personally would not enjoy doing that so for me to do that on a regular basis it does not make sense so going back to the things that you personally are passionate about and then you'll eventually find your niche or your tribe um so for me it's bite-sized practical content for him it's these very comprehensive data-rich um reports that he puts out every quarter so you really have to find your own style in terms of what you like um to consume it for content. I think that that is yeah, that simplifies a vision and a strategy I guess for a lot of people starting out because the challenge it's hard, you know, when you're starting out on a social platform, any platform, you don't sort of know what's next or what you should do or what's going to attract uh, attention. But Ultimately I think for a lot of people the goal on LinkedIn specifically is I guess generating leads or getting a job you know uh so having a strategy is great 
adapting as you move forward is even better you don't want to be those people and i'd love to know your thoughts where you you're just stuck on one strategy and that whether it works or not you sort of keep pushing through do you think uh, keep changing and adapting and uh, sort of being more flexible every time with what you're doing on linkedin is good or should you just focus on one thing till you actually achieve your goal on linkedin Yeah, so a lot of people ask me around strategy and social strategy is really tough because it's constantly changing the the algorithm, the the different features they apply. Um I think one thing that's really important is really to as we talked about earlier, focus on who your specific audience are, what are your pain points, what's your niche. I think that shouldn't change much over time. What will change is the style, the the way you present the content. Even for me and the podcast, I had no idea what I was doing at the beginning. So I tried so many different styles, so many different formats to try to figure out what works, what are people interested in. And now I've done about 100 episodes, so I have some inclination, although definitely some surprising ones that pop up every now and then, but I have some idea looking at the data and analytics, figuring out how much time are people watching or listening to a specific episode and I could say, "Okay, people must like that, so let me create more of that." So in the beginning you you won't really have a clear idea. I mean, no one I know does that, but the more content you create, the more you look at the feedback the more you look at uh the analytics you can understand what are people interested in create more of that more, less of the content that they don't like and you'll essentially sharpen your strategy over time 100 episodes that's great but yeah you're right uh over time you sort of learn and as you go i've just started my podcast to be honest as well uh you know like 2 or 3 months ago i think uh and what i'm doing is exactly what you're saying like i'm i'm learning as i grow I'm progressing and then figuring out what works best obviously but I do have a goal in mind with this because it's all about inspiring people you know whether it's to change their mindset or whether it's just to take the first step uh but what are your thoughts because a lot of people on LinkedIn are always about you know hey uh what are people going to say or oh, is my content right or you know this might be wrong or an expert might not agree with what I'm sort of doing on LinkedIn my post because everybody is not from a training course in linkedin or they don't know linkedin in and out but they just post because they want to start something right what is your thought on this and your advice to people uh should they be bothered about what's what they're posting or what people are going to be commenting or if people are not going to be liking it either yeah so i think this there's a couple of different themes that come up the first is something that's become very popular lately is imposter syndrome so people thinking that they're not good enough or they're not a thought leader they they shouldn't be posting. And I definitely had that fear when I was starting out, particularly when I was doing video. When LinkedIn launched video, I dragged my feet for several months because I didn't think that, you know, I looked good on camera, my voice was good enough or, you know, I was articulate enough to post anything. And so I really dragged my feet for for a long time until I saw all my peers getting all this traction. I said, "Damn, I might as well try at least once." So I remember I published something it was probably in the middle of the night and I was thinking okay no one's going to watch who, who cares I could delete it the morning and then I woke up the next morning and I was overwhelmed with the positive response that people had um about that video and so that really fueled the fire and so since then I probably put out gosh hundreds of videos if not more on you know on LinkedIn and other platforms and it just came to that realization that look no one really cares you know how your hair looks or how your voice sounds all they care about is you know how is this going to help them is it something they can apply to their daily life is it something that's going to make them think going to make them laugh um if yes then you're on the right track if no then all the hair all the makeup all the lighting in the world will make a difference 
Absolutely. I think it's it's we as human beings also want, want to make sure things can benefit us. So it's about when you talk about building your tribe, your content, you know, I watch things that may help me or I resonate with uh and that's my goal if if your content has nothing to do with me honestly I'm not interested and it makes sense you know because you're trying to build your tribe you can't make everybody happy uh and mm. you you got to niche down specifically as well so that really makes sense I'd love for you to share your first video and I'm going to I'm going to share my first video as well that I did on LinkedIn in the comments below I think it would be it'd be such a motivation for people to see how uh we started i have seen your first video you were a thousand times better than me i know but <sighs> but it was it was again these are the small motivations that help people move forward and yes you are such a inspiration like i said you know because i know the people who follow you and it's it's great uh you are being authentic and that is one of the biggest differences So, yeah, no, I I yeah, I appreciate that. And I think going back to your point, um, you know, the first video when I started the podcast, I really had no idea what I was doing in terms of topics, in terms of interviewing people, in terms of lighting. So the first video which I'm happy to share is like literally me just on my on my phone and I'm, you know, looking at the camera with the lighting is terrible. I'm shaking, the audio you can barely hear. But ironically, it's still one of the most popular episodes. Um, not because of me, but because the guest was a friend of mine, shared some really really practical tips. So that once again was a realization to me that you just have to do it. You're never going to have good enough gear. You're not going to know enough at the beginning. You just have to go out there and do it. And my buddy was having this call just uh yesterday. He's saying, "I want to do something similar, but he's been once again dragging his feet for a couple of years and I said, "Man, you just got to go out there and do it. There's no really way to get around it. It will never be perfect the first time. If it's perfect, that means you're doing something wrong because you've waited too long." Right. That just makes so much sense. True. uh that's exactly how i started as well uh, i was just sitting one day and i was just like you know what let me just record myself took my phone out uh the quality wasn't very good the lighting wasn't good uh you know i've developed this over time obviously but also one of the goals when i started out was you know i want people to start posting with what they have instead of trying to say you need a $5000 camera you need mm. you need the best of setups you know and i'm just using my webcam as well for this for example uh that's the yeah. only little investment was buying a logitech webcam you don't need yeah. anything else or a phone amazing so this is a question that i guess i had as well and a lot of people that i speak to now i just started my own thing about a year and a half ago and a lot of my friends are doing the same thing in their own industries but we all walk out we used to at least walking out we have no credibility so when you start that's the hardest thing is to get clients and the way look we're all trying to get clients because that is what business is all about right you can post content you can talk about things but you need a revenue stream as well there are a lot of younger people and even older people who transitioned without credibility in this new industry that they're working in whatever they're doing how how would you approach or rather tell me when you started when you didn't have any credibility how did you get your clients what was what were you using what techniques were you using to actually get your clients in the beginning oh Give gosh it, it, <laughs> yeah yeah no at the beginning was a it was a shit show i mean it was i was all over the place i was you know messaging people i was trying to speak at conferences i was you know posting on linkedin i was oh my gosh it was it was terrible cuz going back to the the point i made at the very beginning i had no idea who my audience was 
So I was trying to go after startups, multinationals, nonprofit, government, basically anyone who give me money. And I think it's the case when you're just starting out is you may not know who your audience is. Um, eventually, you know, one person buys from you and then it kind of becomes a trickle effect. So I was fortunate to get some B2B clients and then some B2B tech clients. And after that, more to B2B tech clients. And so that's grown that way. But at the beginning, man, I was I was consulting during the day for another agency. I was teaching um, at night and then I would run my own business um, after that. So I was working about 15 hour days and it was <laughs> it was not for the faint at heart. So anyone that, you know, advice, if you want to become an entrepreneur or consultant, I would say don't do it unless you want to have a lot of sleepless nights. But with, with that said, once again, it was it was. I was just trying to go out and hustle to get as many clients as possible. Eventually, I had to stop doing that because I burned out. And now it's funny going back to the, the mind shift change. My goal at the beginning was to get clients. Now it, it sounds odd, but now I don't try to get any clients. I just try to post things that I find fascinating and are going to help be helpful with the audience. And I do it on a regular basis. Now I do it, I think, every single day. And that has led to more business than anything else. I'm not consciously going out and I'm trying to get business anymore. It just comes in organically because, you know, someone saw a post or they saw my profile and then maybe I messaged them and so on versus previously I was just, you know, messaging people saying, Hey, you know, not in your face as much as like the, you know, the cold email type of things, but it, it might as well have been that. Cause it was just, you know, very impersonal and it was just me trying to basically get money out of people, which Felt terrible. I hated doing that. But at the time I kind of had to because I had to feed my two kids. But now that the business is kind of doing all right, I can just put out content with zero sales expectations. So that was one thing that I had when I started the business is previously in all my careers, I had a strict sales KPI. And it always drew me crazy if I couldn't get it. Most of the times I couldn't get it because I was a terrible salesperson. But when I started my business, I said, I'm going to have zero sales KPIs. I'm going to have content i'm going to have these relationship building kpis where i either have to post one piece of valuable content a day or i have to message someone and, and you know engage with their content um so that was the kpi that i had and i continued to have and that ironically has driven so much more business than anything else that i tried previously wow well relationships is what business is made on in these days so that 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 is pretty amazing i've never thought of kpis in that sense I just put out content because I think, you know, people who may resonate with me and I may be able to educate somebody or just get someone moving. But that's a really good KPI. I should steal that one from you, Joe. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to just ask you a couple of more questions because I just want to finish this podcast with the basis of LinkedIn, you know. Uh, so we talk a lot about networking on LinkedIn nowadays, you know. Everybody says, start posting, comment on everybody's post. Yes, that's a great way to network. But is there a way that Joe, Joe networks? So how does Joe, Joe network on LinkedIn? That's a great question. I did a course on this recently. Um, so my approach has always been something that I got from the book. And I encourage everyone, if they haven't read this, I've read it at least 15 different times, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, I get no affiliate fees. This is a, I don't know, hundred year old book. I forget how old it is, but um, there's a quote in there. It talks about, you know, you can get more people to be interested in you by being interested in them. 
And so that is something that's really stuck with me and being generally interested in other people rather than seeing it from my own point of view. And you could see this on LinkedIn all the time. You can, I can automatically tell who's in sales because the, their feed will just be great job, great job. Oh, awesome, awesome. And to me, they're not generally interested. They're just trying to get that person's attention so they can close that deal. And I, I think it's detrimental to their own personal brand. If anything, it comes off a bit spammy. So one thing I try to do is, you know, message people because I'm generally fascinated by what they're doing. I think it's impressive. And that has been the approach. I'll give you a, a clear example recently. There is a, a popular video that this head of marketing did in the Middle East. And it was very, very well put together. Probably one of the best B2B marketing videos I've seen. And I literally messaged, I, I commented it and I said, hey, you know what? This is the most creative B2B video I've seen in a very long time. That was it because I genuinely meant it. And it's funny because the, the head of marketing at that company messaged me and he says, hey, thank you so much. My, my boss liked your comment. You know, they're sharing it internally. And I was like, wow. And then we started exchanging WhatsApp messages. And then he said, hey, I, I love your video so much. Can I feature it on my podcast? So I featured it on the, on the podcast. And then that did very well. So it's just funny how you can kind of connect all the dots going backwards on something that, once again, if I would have just said, oh, great job with the generic, you know, nice one, you can tell there's no, there's no kind of connection. It's just like, I'm just trying to push it out there. I'm trying to hit my KPIs, like trying to get your attention. Right. But if you look at the post, you can tell I, there's no sales objectives. I, there's, still, there's still none. It was more in terms of just complimenting the guy because I thought it was very, very creative the way it was done. And he messaged me, he mentioned that in the, in the podcast, he said, look, if you hadn't wrote that message, if you hadn't reached out first, because there's thousands of people that have watched the video, very few people have commented like you did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I think that's a great example of just taking the initiative to reach out. If you find somebody's work that's inspirational or it's helpful for you, go ahead and comment, go ahead and share that post, tag them, because you'd be surprised what impact that has and what can that lead to uh, down the road? Wow. That is, uh, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> that is interesting. And I think, yeah, for anybody who's listening and starting out, that may be a really good way because you're also appreciating that person. You can use them as leverage, but again, I guess it's, you genuinely got to like them, right? You can't just go randomly and comment as well. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, because people can can spot flattery a mile away. And flattery is essentially just trying to tell them something there, you know. It just, it feels awkward. I, I get it sometimes. And I can get I can generally tell when someone is generally interested in what I'm doing versus just trying to feed me nice stuff to get on the show and stuff, things like that. Right. That does make sense. Thank you for that. Well, I've got two more questions that I've thought of asking you. So the most Shoot. important thing, and I think that's something that LinkedIn people are talking about and people do is quantity versus quality everybody wants to you know post a lot on LinkedIn they want to do a lot of things in terms of quantity you know like commenting on everyone's post putting out content uh, doing everything in terms of quantity because people think that's how you can reach more people but do you believe in quantity or do you believe in quality whatever you're doing whether it's networking with people whether you're trying to comment on people's posts whether you're creating your own content is quality and post posting less or doing things less that are more effective better or just because we want to follow the algorithm 
on social websites where the more you post the better it is uh what is your view on this yeah so it's a great question i think you know when you're just starting out i would focus on quantity trying to get out as, get out as much as possible um and then you can see what people are engaging with you can you know remove the things that people are not engaging with so that'll give you some good insights in terms of building your own content strategy as you progress i mean going back to the simon camp example going back to uh david uh who's the head of marketing at hubspot i think those guys only post like once a week or something like that and their posts always go viral simply because the quality is so good um you know it's very very difficult to have that level of quality every single day if you can do it great but for them they do it maybe once a once a week maybe a couple times a month for me i post every day simply because i'm my business is a little bit different so i'm trying to create well i have created a you know a media company and so media companies you can't really post once a week because that's not really how media companies work so i want to make sure that i'm publishing something every day but if you're in the corporate world like say um you know david is once a week a post that is really really packed with a lot of insights you can get away with doing it but i think when you're just starting out you're not going to be able to to write it at that level even even simon's level you look at the stuff you will not be able to write at that level that early on because you just won't know how to structure it so going back to the first example look at what they're doing you can get some great ex- um inspiration from them do it on your own do it on a regular basis once again tweaking what works what doesn't work and then eventually you can dial down the quantity a bit and really focus on on that quality portion I did not expect that because I've been and using myself as an example I I'm trying to do more quality than quantity but yeah to your point I guess if you're starting out uh, that does make sense and if I look at it from your perspective sort of can understand it more uh something for me to think about and a lot of people to think about uh, thank you for that yeah just to, just to, to reiterate that point when you're just starting out no one no, no one's watching like when i first started out no one was watching my channel which was great because i could publish whatever i wanted and if it was terrible i could just be like you know i just remove it um so it gave me the, the, a lot more freedom but now as my following has grown i think it's over about 11,000 now i have to be more conscious about what what i put <laughs> push out i can't just push out random stuff anymore because people will be like you know what you know 11 people 1,000 people are following you you got to put out something pretty good otherwise you know uh people are to get quite you know frustrated you you know so that's kind of my approach absolutely you're an influencer now on linkedin as well so yeah, i guess a lot of things you do make an impact uh so i guess you're figuring out your own ways how to keep people engaged but also educating them and making them move forward that's amazing man so my last question to you joe uh is what advice would you give to people just if you summarize who are starting out on linkedin who haven't followed anybody who are just who wanting to start that journey today for example what would you what are the two or three things you would just tell them so they can get started uh with linkedin whether it be a job seeker whether it be someone who's transitioned or whether someone's trying to get new clients but if you just say two or three key points in your words what do you think people should be doing Yeah, t- two things. I think, you know, just to quote Nike, just do it. You have to go out there and just publish something even if it's not great at the beginning. And the second thing is don't post content. It's going to sound very counterintuitive, but don't post content to get new leads or get a new job. Because when you do that, it's very self-evident that it's you're doing it in your own self-interest. If your intention once again is to come at it from a 
point of view where I want to educate, engage, or entertain my audience, then that's very evident as well. And people are more um, attracted to those who are genuinely interested in helping versus those who are generally, you know, want to help themselves. So I talk a lot about this concept of selfish and selfless content. Most, I would say 95% of the content on LinkedIn is very selfish. It's pushing out their own products, their own brands. It's, it's talking about making themselves look great. And, but the question is, how can you make your audience look great? And part of that is providing those, those resources, those tips, that inspiration that is going to make them better in their, their career, their day-to-day lives. So I think, once again, that mindset is, is very small, but it makes a huge, huge impact to actually growing a business. Absolutely. You talk about mindset, I think just tweaking the mindset a little bit can do wonders for anybody if you take it in the right direction. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for coming on. Uh, I know I've been planning this for a long time and it's really exciting to actually have you here today. You know, we've known each other for so many years, to be honest, never thought this is going to happen. I think for both of us, uh, been following yeah. you for a while. Uh, even when I got your course, I remember I was like, wow, man, <laughs> is that ever going to happen to me in the future? Uh, but I really appreciate this. And, you know, I think you are someone that I believe is really the perfect person to advise people on starting their journey on LinkedIn. That's why the whole goal of today's podcast was focusing on LinkedIn and the journey. You know, we've got over 700 million people on LinkedIn. And as far as I know, a lot of people don't post often, right? So my goal is also to get people to start creating content just slowly, gradually. And it's again, it's an inspiration. It's building your own brand up. But who else, who better than to give advice on that today so yeah absolutely thank you so much joe i'm gonna make sure i put your first video in the comments my own as well uh we'll see what happens from that but uh thank you so much joe for coming on to share your story with chat yeah thanks so much for having me chat i really appreciate it thank you